The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. So, last year, or last week rather, talking to Matty McGrath, uh, TD from Tipperary, about the planning issues with little small log cabins and modular homes and getting a properly serviced mobile home onto a piece of existing land and how it might just go some way towards uh, solving or at least taking the heat out of the housing crisis or the lack of housing or the lack of places to rent. We then spoke to, was it Claire or Colette, her name escapes me, in West Cork who has a piece of land and wanted to put a little place on it. No way could she get um, planning permission to do it even though there were half a dozen really big houses being built just down the road. She can't understand why she can't get, get her little place. Uh, Fianna Fáil Councillor William O'Leary is a member of Cork County Council and you've been raising this at council level, William. You're from the Rathcormac area and you've had seven or eight inquiries from families since January. Like this, the, it's, These are small numbers but they would solve bigger problems, wouldn't they? Good morning. Yeah, good morning PJ. Yeah, I, I suppose over the last six months I've had seven or eight inquiries from people who would have been interested in putting a log cabin or a similar, a similar style structure on their own land, mainly in rural areas, and they have tried to do things correctly in terms of trying to interact with the planning authority, applying for planning to put the these structures in their own land, and in each and every occasion, um, the, the application has either been refused outright or subsequently withdrawn because a compromise couldn't have been found between the applicant and the local authority. So this is a, that, that's just the context as to why I put down a motion at a Cork County Council last week. Um, the issue here, PJ, is that, um, I, I look, I'm being a bit biased here, I'm kind of sp- speaking specifically about rural areas. The, oh, yeah. the, the, the main reason here, PJ, is because the Cork Rural Design Guide is the council's template with respect to the, the design of houses in rural areas. So when someone is going for planning, when they're working with their engineer, they will work off this template uh, with respect to finding a suitable design. Um, mm. But within that guide, within those guidelines, there is no there was no policy around the provision of log cabins mm. and similar module style well, housing within that within that book. Well, William, I can go to a couple of places. I can you'll you'll know one down there in in your own bailiwick there down the the Ballycidi centre down there. That I can go in there and there's one or two suppliers where I can buy I can actually buy a little fully fitted one or two bedroom apartment, completely fitted out, completely mm. kitted out, wired, plumbed the lot. If I have a plot of land with utilities to put it onto. I can't put it on there. Currently, no. And this is part of the issue, PJ, in that over the last three to five years, the people who supply these types of structures, you know, more of them have come on the market. Advertisement around these types of structures has increased, which has led to increased interest from persons who see this as a viable type of housing. They subsequently decided that this might be a more suitable and cheaper option for them rather than your traditional style block build and they've gone off and pursued it and they have been hit with issue after issue after issue from the local authority not just in Cork but I, I would assume across the country mm. PJ. Is there a reason why the local authorities are so opposed to letting people do this? Well PJ um, when I put down my motion last week uh, I got a response um, it was I would call it a 50-50 response in that it was both positive and negative the positive the positive side of it was they said they would look at this Within the, within the context of their own rural design guide, 
over the coming months. But part of the answer, and this, and I, I was, it was a bit of tongue in cheek. I used PJ within that reply. It stated that some of these structures were were more suitable to wooded areas and densely forested areas. And I said, God Almighty! I said to the executive, I said, Are we expecting Red Riding Hood to apply for a planning application? I mean, <laughs> it was it was it was it was a nonsensical reply. Mm. But a lot of the time our own planning policy, we're at the whims of the Department of Housing with regards to to the policy we set in Cork County Council. But with regards to our own rural design guide, updating it, incorporating these into it, that's within the gift of Cork County Council. That's within the gift of the local authority to mm. do that. And mm. that's what I've been trying to push now. It, to it may well be within the gift of the County Council to do it, but, you know, I don't need to point out to you... William, you're a member of Fianna Fáil, you're a Fianna Fáil councillor, your Department of Housing is currently uh, within the remit of Fianna Fáil. Have you spoken to Darren O'Brien? I haven't, but I've spoken to a number of, of, of Dáil deputies and I've, I've continuously asked them to raise the issue at, at, at national level with regards to this issue. You know, but I'll go back to it again, you know, I'll try and influence what I can down here and mm. I've, I have begged planners, begged the executive and Cork County Council to look at this because it sounds like, like I know it's only small, relatively small numbers, mm. but it it could be a game changer for people if you could get a, just even a couple of hundred of these would take such pressure off the rental market, pressure off the purchasing market. If someone has land and you can buy one of these little cabins or build something more elaborate or just get a a mobile home that you want to plumb in, and like it should, it, there's no good sense as to why it's not allowed. It's nonsensical, PJ, and that's the point I was making. And I suppose you have a lot—you have a lot of people who are applying to use them as residential for residential use. But also, a few people I've dealt with down around here, the small area, have saw them as an alternative, you know, for for, for work. Yeah, like they've seen an increase yeah. from working from home, putting them outside, putting them next to a small plot of land they have, and uh, and and you you have people objecting to them. In one sense, and that's not the reason why they're not getting planning, but that's another part, of, that's, that's another issue. But you have people trying to do the right thing in terms of applying for planning, going through the right channels and they're being mm. hit with... with mm. what, 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 what brought this to my attention was a chap last year, William, and unfortunately he has now left and gone to the UK, but a fellow called Roy, who, who closed his little business and, and moved because he had was putting up one of these little cabins. He'd spoken to all his neighbours, the land was okay. I think it was owned by his family or somebody. Um, the land was fine. He'd spoken to all his neighbours. There was absolutely no problem. And then someone who doesn't even live near there, near, nearby, raised an objection with the council. He ends up in all kinds of trouble. That, and that's my point, you know. Yeah, and the issue is twofold here in the sense that, A, there is difficulties with people who go for planning and get in planning because the, the policy doesn't allow for them at the moment and we're trying to update that. But B... The second issue is people objecting in some areas, you know, and that doesn't help. And that's like someone might put put it up. Someone will object. It brings to the attention of the local authority. They are bound mm. in to go down their enforcement line with it, you know. Um, so it, it, there, there is issues around them that need to be resolved. And they, we need them integrated into rural areas, particularly, and, and, and urban areas as well, where, where suitable. And, you know, we, we have, the, as I said to the executive in Cork County Council last week, this issue won't go away. They have to deal with it. All right. William, leave it there. Thank you very much. We'll see what goes with it. William, uh, Councillor William O'Leary of Fianna Fáil for the Rathcormac area uh, on Cork County Council. As I have said, 
And this is my thinking. Nobody else's, but my thinking. My inner conspiracy theorist. We all have one, I suppose. If it were a thing that hundreds of people could buy themselves a little house, a little apartment or even a mobile home and put it on a piece of service land and get it, then it would take hundreds of people, could take potentially hundreds of people out of the the crisis that they're in. And, And it would be nice and easy and not as costly as building or renting. My little inner conspiracy theorist is shouting at me, well, the construction boys and the developers, the very powerful developers, wouldn't like that now, PJ, would they? And, you know, there's a lot to be said for it. Andy, you actually were listening to this last week and and you referred to a song that I played, the Tupac song. Morning. Morning, PJ, how are you? Good. Um, basically, you had that lady on, and I think she 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 couldn't uh, go ahead with the development. Uh, Claire or Colette, I can't call her name. I yeah. can't remember, but it was. I think she said if she did go ahead, it would be classified as a ribbon development. Yes, that lady. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yeah. And then you played uh, Bruce Hornsby on the range just after that caller, and it the song that's just the way it is. Yeah. And like it, it struck a chord with me, like that seems to be the the answer across the board in Ireland for everything. You know, like if you complain about the health system, about schooling, about housing, the answer you're going to get off the people in charge is just that's just the way it is. Yeah. And you know, um, I think it seems to be a national pastime in Ireland for people ringing into radio stations complaining. No. There's nothing wrong ringing in to likes we say of yourself, Neil, or Joe Duffy, but this is only to highlight a problem, PJ. Right? You can't solve no, these problems. No, but people in Ireland, I think, they pick up the phone, ring a radio station, and everything will be sorted. And I mean, this in the best possible way, and I include myself. I think we ourselves are to blame because, like, if if, if you look at the French, the French are, I think, the last two to three weeks mm-hmm. rising because of the. Um, the age, pension, of the age. Pension, pension age going up. I mean, like, as I said, ring a radio station, that's just words. Yes, you can highlight a problem. Well, we can start a conversation with exactly. you the job of the radio programme, you know. But I think Irish people think they leave it up to ye to, you know, to solve the problem. That's not, you know, ringing a radio station will solve the problem. Like, I mean, if you cast your mind back to, I think, the several times that people have marched on the dial, whether it was the fishermen or the farmers, they always seem to do this on a Saturday. The dial isn't even sitting on a Saturday, so it's irrelevant. You're right there. You know, it makes no impact. And even I think even if they did do it during the week, these guys are just on, in the ivory towers. They don't even, you know, it, this needs to be consistent. Yeah. Like once every two years of March in the dial, that's not going to do anything. It's the way the French will do it yeah. every day for three weeks. Well, if you look at Paris at the moment, and exactly. I think it's as bad as it was, there, there's something up there with the bins. I'm not too sure if it's to do with the pensions, row, but certainly the bins in Paris haven't been collected for weeks and the place is turning in to a slum and they're just letting it there because up with this, they will not put. Of course, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. In in terms of the, that's the way it is, though. And I've said this before, and I'll say mm-hmm. it again. And I can't wait until election time when they're sitting opposite me here in Studio One. We learned during COVID, Andy, that there's no such word as can't. And and we need to apply that now, should to other things. We do, but we need to do it as in, like as I say, we go back to the the phrase that talk is cheap. 
You know, mm. we need action, as in consistently going out and be, being visible. Mm. You know, because these guys don't even listen to radio stations, I don't think, you know? Yeah. Well, they do. Some some of them do, and they ring up saying, that's not what I said at all, or that's it, not, it's not as simple as that. They know? do, PJ, when it suits them, when it's election time, then they'll, they'll put a spin on it, you know? True. True. No, it's, um, and then I see you actually paid two pack well ago changes, which is, I think, a sample from the Bruce Hall. Sample from it, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it was just, as I said, it was just um, that woman's problem. And when you played it, I just, you know, I just felt that it seems to be the answer everywhere you go. Mm. Like, you that's, know, that's um, the way it is. Like you had Chris Luke on earlier. Mm. Um, you hear the passion in, in his voice. Yeah, I, I and the knowledge I, that he comes from, you know. Yeah, and, and I've unfortunately I've been in hospital quite a lot, and I've been in that A and E several times. And the last couple of times I've been in there, what I've noticed is there doesn't seem to be any shortage of doctors. Mm. But what what it seems to be, it's it seems to be total mismanagement. Like at one stage, I think I counted nine or ten doctors standing at the nurses' station. Mm. That's not a shortage. I mean, there's only nine or ten beds in A and E. Um, but it just seemed the total mismanagement. None of them seemed to know what was going on. Mm. Yeah, I remember uh, doing doing a, with um, Stephen Cusack, another uh, he's retired consultant, uh, the, the Professor Cusack, going through the emergency department with him. Mm. And at that day, they had announced. I mean, at the time, it was a record. It was thirty nine bed, thirty nine people on trolleys. It was a record for the time. And I walked with with Stephen through the emergency department. And said, "Look, I obviously can't point to anybody or show you anybody." But as we walk through, I will tap your shoulder a couple of times and then we'll discuss it afterwards. So we walked through the department. This is a number of years ago now. And if Stephen is listening, he'll remember it. He said, every time I tapped your shoulder, that is someone that I'm finished with. They need to be in hospital. Their emergency is stabilized, but they need to be in hospital. My staff are done with them. Can't get them out of my department. Yeah, it's the same then when you get a bed, PJ, and we are, we are, we are fit enough to go home. It's nearly harder to get out of hospital than get into one. <laughs> when they're saying, you know, it, it, it can take. I mean, I've often been told the night before that I've been discharged in the morning. Mm. You could still be there till eight or nine o'clock that evening, and oh, we're waiting for the doctors coming around. That's I it. mean, that's that's a bed that that's bed blocking from management's point of view, not patient's point of view. Exactly, exactly. But two things, that's just the way it is, that has to change and it's not as simple as that. It is if you want it to be. We need to get a bit more like that. Andy, thank you. Cheers, man. Corks 96 FM.